Old GD Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my co-host, Dylan 2. Dylan 2.0, yes. Dylan 2.0. Now we're Maybe there. Was second Bigger. co-host. Oh, uh, yeah. The sequel, Maybe. Am I Your Follow-Up? I, I guess in the intro, yes. That is chronologically accurate. Sure. Uh, is your son your sequel? <laughs> Or is he the spinoff? Hmm. Ah, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I guess, yeah. He'd be a sequel or, like, the epilogue series. Whatever. Sure. Um, or, like, Star Trek The Next Generation, I guess. Like, he was literally The Next Generation. I know Picard wasn't uh, Shatner's... Not Shatner. What's Shatner's character's name? Uh, Captain Kirk. No, Picard's yeah, not Kirk. I was gonna say Picard, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, he's he's or the next generation. Mm. Like in, uh, I've been watching more Baruto, and there's a popular meme where uh, instead of calling him Naruto, he's called Boruto's dad. So they have like (laughs) clips where it's like his Naruto fighting, and they're like yelling. They're like Boruto's dad instead (laughs) of calling him by his name. That's how you're just gonna be recognized to children, I guess. Like, if Desmond has friends, you're not going to be Dylan. Oh, yeah. Desmond's dad. Yeah, Desmond's dad. Uh, yeah, that hasn't happened yet. I I prefer that over Mr. Orr, I guess. Mr. Orr's my father. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'd probably say to a child, because I have dad yeah. humor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Are, are you the sequel to your dad, then? Spinoff? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess... Well, yeah, would you consider those... Those Star Trek The Next Generation, is it a sequel series or a spin-off series? I mean, spin-offs... Hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. Spin-off it's within the same realm. Right. Same universe, same canon. Um, but I guess spin-offs typically is a character from one show right. going to the next, like a Frasier from Cheers. Sure. Or a... Angel from I Buffy, mean, or a Joey there is from stuff, Friends. Isn't there stuff from the same universe in all of them, though? Isn't there a component to that follows through? Like, are, like, uh, the species that that follow through in all of them? Because, I mean, that mm-hmm. could... Yeah, because they have, like, yeah, well, like, in original Star Trek, the Klingons are all bad guys, and then in Star right. Trek The Next Generation, they have a Klingon in the crew, Worf. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the prejudices that, are over, it, it's moving forward. But, yeah, it, I don't know, I guess, I think a kid would be a spin-off. if, I don't, I don't because a sequel is like, isn't the sequel typical, well, I don't know, usually sequels without the same characters kind of suck, right? Like, can you think of one? I'm trying to, um, the... <clears throat> Donnie Darko sequel, S. Darko. It's about his I never sister. saw it. I, uh, I remember it. Directed DVD. Yes, exactly. That's how terrible it is. <laughs> is Donnie Darko, does that hold up at all? I don't know. I haven't watched it probably in ten years. Um, I don't think it does. <laughs> probably. probably not. Probably didn't. wasn't good the first time, maybe. It might have not I, been. Uh, I uh, might have uh, pretended to understand what I thought it meant. Like, Maybe about time travel or mental illness. 
Yeah, or, or uh, De- I guess like a huge theme in it is Deus Ex Machina, and I knew God so little about that that I kept reading that and I was like, what is Deus Ex Machina? Oh. So, it's a I, term from Greek uh, literary stuff where it's where Zeus comes in and he makes everything good. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't pick up on that. So maybe. I don't know. I don't know how well it holds up. Yeah. But if we had a, a sequel to our show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, fine. Go ahead. If we had, if we a, had sequel a sequel to our show. What would it be? The. Uh, old, old GT show two, two or maybe um, I don't know. That's it would it, it would have to be a continuation, maybe a video format. Oh, the show. there you go. That's a good one. Like a talk show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, now we can move go. into the movie. Now you want to jump okay. right into it. Um, so yeah, we're we're pitching sequels for movies and and yeah. media this episode, right? Yeah, I'm excited about what you came up with. Yeah, so this, uh, what I came up with was a movie that heavily teased a sequel at the end. We actually mentioned this for well, several previous episodes, but there was... I think you might p- pick the same thing as me. Uh, <laughs> do you want to count down till three? And uh, after we say one, say the movie that preceded the one we're about to pitch. Do you want to do that? All right, let's, let's try to do this with uh, Skype and see if we can time this right. All right. Okay. Get down. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Shanghai. Mario Brothers. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nope. <laughs> no. So you know mine now. Or uh, I guess my Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai Nights was mine. Well, yeah, they were going to make a Shanghai. Uh, I think it was going to be called Shanghai Dawn. But... Yeah, I read about it. Uh, yeah, I, go ahead. Uh, Super Mario, do you remember how the Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo live-action Super Mario Brothers movie ends? He turns into a dinosaur and Peach shoots him. Yes, but do you remember the very last, the very last scene? No. Um, I think Mario and Luigi are hanging up there like plumber plungers and on like their trophy cases and stuff and talking with Mario's girlfriend and then... Daisy, who was supposed to stay in the Mushroom Kingdom, busts into the apartment with a bunch of guns strapped to her, and she goes, Oh, Mario, Luigi, we got another problem. And then it ends with the big metal M or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, they they were hoping for a sequel. And I'm pitching. All right, we went underground. If you remember the movie Super Mario Brothers live action, 1993, somewhere around there. Sure. Um... So, the plot is, Mario and Luigi discover an alternate universe, the Mushroom Kingdom, where dinosaurs evolve. They discover it underground in a sewer. They jump through a portal. Well, what if? We're not going underground. We're going up. We're going up to World 9, Rainbow Road. What if they go up into the... I don't know how they get there this time. Maybe they're fixing... Magical realism. yeah, maybe there's a water tower or something, because they're plumbers. So they gotta go fix a water tower, and they're up in this up really high this time. And I don't know, they fall off into some portal, and they go into World 9, Rainbow Road, and it's like a big acid trip. 
it's the exact opposite of the first Mario Brothers movie where it's gross and dirty and there's fungus everywhere and it's this gross, even grosser version of New York. It's this nice, clean, crystal-y, prism-y, rainbow skyscrapers New York in space. That's my pitch for this 25-year-old movie <laughs> that definitely okay. doesn't deserve a sequel. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going to come out with a new Mario movie soon, I believe. Yes. There's Hopefully they go to World 9. Yeah. Is he... In this, your version, is Bowser, once again, the uh, bad guy? Uh, I think we got to come up with a new bad guy. Maybe, oh, Donkey Kong? Maybe oh, he comes okay. into play. He's crawling, he's climbing up towers, like gorillas climb up towers, like we know, King Kong, He maybe he's up on that water tower somehow. Okay. I so, Bob Kong Hoskin... Would, He's back from the dead. <laughs> okay. Who's going to play Donkey Kong? Um, Michael Chiklis or someone okay. similar. Also uh, David away, Harbour. Michael Chiklis is dead? I believe uh, so. Are you thinking about Michael Clark Duncan? I think they're both dead. I got to Google this now. Michael Chiklis, The I'm, Shield? I believe so. I think he died like in 2009. I don't... What? No way, no, because he was in... The, I guess Fantastic Four was before then, wasn't it? Michael yeah. Chiklis can't be dead. Michael Chiklis. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're, if we're resurrecting Bob Hoskins, we're into it. Michael Chiklis. Uh, IMDB, Wikipedia. Yeah, he's alive. Okay. Come he's on. still actively acting, so hope, I think... I mean... Why did I think he Yeah, he's fifty six. Okay. Maybe I'm maybe I was thinking of like James Gandolfini or something. Maybe. Yeah, he was in a a crappy show uh from a Stephen King book about a couple of years ago. Maybe a few years ago at this point. Where the the dome. Under the dome or something. Okay. Some... Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael Chiklis is Donkey... Or, yeah, yeah. Chiklis. Do we need someone taller? I mean, he was the thing. He could play Donkey Kong. He'll get yeah, in a big rubber suit. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, or Andy Serkis. I mean, uh, yeah, who, who plays a better ape than Andy Serkis? Right. Uh, and, well, the, did you know the... Do you remember the CGI Donkey Kong show at all? Um, I don't think so. Uh, it was pretty bad. It looked terrible. It was like really early CGI, like kind of the the Beast Wars era of CGI television. So, oh yeah. But it was the first TV show to be motion captured. Yeah. So maybe we get whoever did that. They can be Donkey Kong. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So Donkey Kong's villain. He works better in an urban environment than Bowser, anyway. Bowser, you put in a castle. Donkey Kong, you put in New York City. And or, what is the conflict that Peach is referring to, I guess? Because usually it's her being kidnapped. This is the conflict. Well, it was Daisy in the first oh, Daisy. movie. So maybe Peach comes into play now. Maybe Mario dumps oh. his girlfriend and he finds Peach. Because he's dating some girl in the movie. But it's not hmm. Peach. It's a, they a reveal woman. that's actually Peach and she's a princess. Yeah. There's or Bowsette is there. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh no. She's rule thirding flooring it up. No, no. 
don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just yep. throwing out. I'm just throwing out ideas. That was it. Uh, yeah. Or you? I mean, is you can do Leguizamo like a, in there still? Oh, definitely. Older Luigi. He's alive. Um, yeah. Could we get a Waluigi and Wario in there somehow? That'd be the trilogy. That'd be cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a new episode trilogy. Yeah. Pitch a trilogy idea for our sequels. I considered doing a spin-off instead of a sequel, which I don't know if that's easier or harder. It might have been because when I was looking at like video games, I was like, how do I find a game that does not like I had a really hard time with video games also. It was weird. Yeah. I was like, the hell? Yeah. The only thing I do with my time. I have a hard, hard time with it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got? Anyway, what do you got first? So I revealed my <laughs> a yes, little bit, that's right. um, and I did also read about that because I was like, oh yeah, and I I didn't really know that beforehand. It's supposed to be uh, Shanghai Dawn, where right. they went with Charlie Chaplin to Hollywood. Um, it never oh, got made, and because Charlie Chaplin at the end of that film gets into their trunk, and they're like, hey, we should go to the movie business. Right, um, right. And I read something. It was on Wikipedia, and it wasn't. Um, it didn't have any uh, accreditation for the what the person wrote down, but it was like Jackie Chan said he wanted to do the next one in China when they do the next one, because that kind of reflects his background, I guess. Right. The one I wrote is called Hollywood Nights, K-N-I-G-H-T-S, <laughs> sequel to Shanghai Nights. Uh, I wrote it down, Sean Wang and Roy O'Bannon proceed to Hollywood with Charlie Chaplin to start working in the movie industry, but get caught up in an assassination attempt made by O'Bannon's father on a wealthy film mogul. Mm. So the idea was that it plays with time, because they all play with time, where they get involved with, like, the Marx Brothers and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could do some, because there's a lot of good slapsticky stuff and screwball kind of stuff in those Shanghai movies. I think, yeah, getting into the early Hollywood would be a good environment for it. Yeah. Like, they're, like, proto, like, Charlie Chaplin sees them, and he's like, oh, that's a good idea, or something. I don't know. Some bullshit that you see in movies where, like, I don't know, Back to the Future, or like, oh, that'll never work out well. Yeah, they could do, like, a Abbott <laughs> and Costello bit or something. Yeah. And some kid's like, that's funny! Yeah, they could do who's on first by accident. Has, yeah, maybe yeah. they're just finding out baseball's invented or they're learning about it and they do who's on first. And then Abbott yeah. and Costello are sitting behind and they're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll never catch on. Some people over here is like, that'll never catch on. And then Chris Tucker comes out and he's like, do you understand the words kept out of my mouth? <laughs> Jackie Chan isn't doing it fully. Fully well. <laughs> Uh, wait, so Chris Tucker's in Shanghai? No, that was a joke. Uh, but I do think that would be funny if they merged those two movies. I don't know. Now we're just making like a Jackie Chan like cinematic Jackie, universe. I I would I'd take it in a heartbeat. Merge all of his movies into one. Well, that's like. Did you ever see the the Jet Li movie, The One? The One. Yeah, I vaguely remember. I thought it was stupid. 
films. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's like a bunch of Jet Li's from alternate universes. Like, well, it's specifically two of them fighting each other, but like one's trying to be the best in defeating all the other Jet Li's in every like alternate universe. But I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's any like callbacks to actual Jet Li movies. But they should do that with Jackie Chan. But he just is going through Jackie Chan movies. movies. Yeah, where it's like Chris Tucker has to deal with like Owen Wilson, and they both have to deal with like I don't know, <laughs> like Eddie Murphy or whatever movie they're. God, yeah, Owen Wilson and Chris Tucker together. Who is hogging the limelight more? Hmm. I mean, probably Owen Wilson. Tucker hasn't been yeah. in anything in a while. Tucker's big voice or Wilson's big nose, which <sighs> is going to grab your attention. I think the the voice, because I feel like Chris Tucker kind of steals it with his comedy chops. You know, that's kind of dated at this point, I think. <laughs> what was the last Chris Tucker movie? I have no idea. The <laughs> Shower Room 3. Was there a 4? Was there a 4th one? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I enjoyed those movies. They're fun movies. I don't think I ever saw the third one, but I was on a big Jackie... Chan kick when the second one came out. Yeah. I think the first one. Is the second one the one about counterfeit money in a casino? I can't remember the plots of any of them. But <laughs> I know that... Whichever one that one was. Yeah. There's one where he has to deal with, like, his brother. Like, there's always this weird, yeah. like, familial revenge story in his movies. Yeah. I like the second one, Rush Hour, because... Jackie Chan's largely silent for a lot of the first one. And the second I one do like the reveal, though. That's a good reveal. Yeah. <laughs> really? They have a good rapport already in, the, in Rush Hour 2, so, you know, you just mm -hmm. jump right into it. Yeah, that's what I had. And I was like, oh, it'll be a familiar thing on Roy's side this time. His dad will be like... You think he's a bad guy, but maybe he's a good guy and he's doing the right thing, but doing it poorly. And he's played by, like, Kurt Russell or something. Kurt Russell. <laughs> I don't know. Rowan plays dad. They've got similar hair, maybe. That is true, yeah. Yeah, I could see Kurt Russell being Owen Wilson's dad. He's already Chris Pratt's dad. That's true, yeah. But I don't know if Chris Pratt and Owen Wilson look alike. Probably but the not. hair is good. They both do have good hair. I'm quite jealous. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, do you have a TV show? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I just said, so we've both seen Kill La Kill, an mm -hmm. epic battle on Earth versus life threads known as clothing to us. Um the debates. <laughs> I can try to. I guess I have to kind of explain Kill Out Kill first, but it's an anime about people who wear clothes that are alive, and then they find out that the clothes have come from space, and they have been slowly infecting and making people depend on them over time, and then will take over. Uh, I want to see. So at the end of Kill Out Kill, there is a battle in space, just like briefly, maybe for the last episode. I want to see them all go to space and go find the life threads and either try to make peace or fight in space. Because they all have clothes that can transform into spaceships, essentially. So, Or they did. Unless they killed all the life threads. 
I know. I mean, weren't they naked at the end? They were all naked. Were they all naked at the end? I just remember. uh, Maybe they were. I remember Senket's, the main (laughs) character's clothes dying, and that was upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, So if he died, maybe they all died. They're all living happy lives at the end, but. I just wanna. I just had kill, kill in space. That's really I can think of. Because TV, I was having a hard time with too. Because okay. there's so many sequel series coming out now, and so many reboots of things that there already is. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. This was a hard one. I felt like, even though I was just like, yeah, it's good. But I was like, Ugh. the movie was like the easiest one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, kill all, kill in space, or else I don't know. Can you think of any other direction to take them in? Um, let's see. They're all maybe there's a uh, fight from the other side where there are people that are too naked. I don't know. <laughs> Some of the people were. What, too what naked. was the what was the result? What was her weapon? It was a big scissors, scissors right? Yeah. Yeah, because she always had the was, one blade, and then she was told if she found the person carrying the other blade of the scissors, that was the person who killed her father, and she found it. And then right. she was able to use both blades. She cut <laughs> she yeah. cut the big dress at the end, and I think that's how she defeated her. I mean, that's a very specific weapon. Maybe it has to do with like where that weapon came from, because it seems to have had a very specific purpose. That is true. There was a lot of history there. from her father. Maybe didn't get uncovered um, from Ryuku's father. Kind of like a, a Attack on Titan basement mystery box we could unravel. That could happen too. Maybe her father came from space. That's why how he knew how to kill the life fibers. Yeah. Uh, maybe you find out she is partial life fiber. Isn't she? I think she was. Was that part of it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, because there was two. She was like the successful uh, person born from life fibers, and then there was, I think, the other girl who was tried was a different way, and she came out. Yeah. I think there might have been two. There was Ju, her sister, and then there was like girl with the umbrella who had the other blade. She was like all messed right. up. I don't right. know if you remember that at all. Nue? Was that the girl's name? Like, she wore pink? Yes, uh, yep, her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she was also born from life fibers, but, like, in a fucked up way, so she was all messed up. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll have to have you watch that, the other series by that same team. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'd be into it. It's batshit crazy. Yeah, that one's about people living underground and going into space, so... Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, there they already know how to do it. Just merge them yeah. both. That one came out before Kill Kill. Yeah. Yeah. Grim Logan. Oh yeah, yeah. I have that, that written down out. actually. Uh, yeah. yeah mine was. I also had a <laughs> series we covered. Uh, I called it Yu Yu Hakusho Next Assignment. Oh yeah. Do, 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 do. I just love that theme song. So yeah. Cool. Uh, it has to do with the events after Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, I shipped him with Keiko, because that seemed obvious. Uh, and they have a kid. Okay. In this, in, in my version. 
Yes. Yeah. In my version, they have a kid uh, that never had. That's his name. Boo Boo Bakasho. Uh, I named him. I said his name was Kyosuke. Okay. So you're not going Boris Hu, right? <laughs> Just no. Well, it's similar. It's got it's about the ske, an S U K E, because his name's Yusuke. So it's Kyosuke. Ah, similar, but different. Uh, and it was the idea of his son becoming either a spirit detective or kind of becoming a friend of the spirit detective. Because I kind of also in my in my mind canon, I shipped uh, Kuwabara with. Um, uh, character that you didn't meet. That I can't remember <laughs> her name is. Well, it's not in the first three episodes. You're correct, yeah. Yukina, I believe her name is. You meet her later on. I shipped him with her, and I was like, maybe Kubara's kid becomes a spirit detective, and then Kyosuke, or Yusuke's kid becomes, like, the Kubara of that group. Like, the weird friend. Nice. Yeah, that's what my... And I, I wish there was more Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, I know that they've released, like, some OVAs and, like, they've got a movie and stuff. But, yeah, yeah it'd be to interesting to see it, like, with whatever 20 years better animation technology. Yeah, they did it with Hunter x Hunter. Alright. There's and, a series uh, they did in, like, 97. Full Metal Alchemist, they did it, kind of. Yeah. I yeah. know uh, you're not a fan. Really, I know, but there was good like, stuff in there. and that was only like a ten-year difference too for, between yeah. those. But yeah, just like that jump in animation was really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you have a song? Uh, yeah. Um. So Tenacious D introduced us to Wonder Boy, and what if Wonder Boy had to retire one day and needed? Uh, some sort of sidekick to bring him out of retirement, and they could write a song about that. You know, it's okay. a classic uh, retirement story. <laughs> Coming out sure. of retirement. It's like Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah, or uh, Cars 3. Yeah, or uh, Dark Knight Rises. That kind of right, right, yeah. Yeah, Wonder Boy's been his mind as he grows more senile his, he's becoming Wonder Man, and his mind can no longer form the bullets, the mind bullets from his telekinesis. So he, maybe he meets, maybe this could be like a Tenacious D Pick a Destiny movie where he meets a traveling bard named Kyle Gass, who yeah. becomes his sidekick, and maybe he has some sort of talking animal. And they, they go and they try to, I don't know, find some totem to bring his power back, or uh, some quest, some spell, and then, you know, the powers. It's, it's in him all along. He just needs to believe. Or Did you in... create lyrics for this potential no. song? Oh. <laughs> I was like, come on, I've made a song. <laughs> no. I just thought, Wonder, wonder Man. That's... That may be infringing on, there's a Marvel character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My It'd probably be fine, you know. Um, I don't know. Wonder, wonder, what other? Wonder dude. Yeah. <laughs> wonder, wonder bro. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was that was the best I could come up with music. Yeah, <laughs> I, 
Okay. Well, uh, mine is a sequel. Also, I kind of had the idea of like, hey, you know, you're younger, maybe you're partying. Now you're getting older, maybe that's uh, a lot harder to do, or maybe you're just not as into it as it used to be. Um, I wrote a sequel song. I only wrote a couple lines, because I was like, that's hard to do a whole song. Uh, this is called We Want Sleep. Uh, it's a sequel to We Want Fun by Andrew W.K. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that song? Um, I'm it's like sure a bro I, party song. I kind of all his songs are though. I yeah. Mean, have you ever seen the Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode with him in it? No. He just keeps coming into every like room or something and headbanging and just keeps going party 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 we're going to have a party 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 yeah. party 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 and that's all it keeps doing. Yeah, his two big songs were very simple. Let's get a party going. Let's get a party going. I had the album though, so I'm sure I I heard the song. Yeah, it's like we want fun and we'll never believe it. We want yeah, fun yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I pretty much did that line, but I uh, kind of replaced it with "We want sleep." We want sleep, and you better believe it. We want sleep because we desperately need it. We want sleep, <laughs> but you don't understand. You gotta hey hey get me an ambient. <laughs> that was more about lyrics for myself. Uh, is he's it doing, like he did stand up for a while? Yeah, you know he's a, he's a motivational speaker now. Boo! What? Hey, that, <laughs> not a fan. I feel like that's what people do once they like kind of retire. They're just like, I'm just gonna tell people how to live their lives. He had like a show where uh, on MTV for a while where he went and he just like. People just—it was called your friend Andrew WK, and people would like write him and ask him for favors, and he would come and like do your grocery shopping or help you improve your golf game or something. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, is uh, as we want sleep. Is it is that a rocking song like an Andrew WK song, or is it nice and calm? Because he does play the I, piano in a lot of songs. I did immediately picture it as essentially just like, basically he just sings it at a lower register, but it's still kind of loud. Like he goes, we want sleep, but we desperately <laughs> need it. We want sleep. Uh, and you better believe it. It's like slowly like lulling. <laughs> Whisper yelling. <laughs> Whisper yelling. Nice. Also, nice. I need a lodge, lo, lozenge. Yeah, I kind of enjoy those songs. They're dumb, but like I kind of like they're fun and dumb. Yeah, I loved them. I had the whole album. It's it's just good hype music. Yeah, good good party music. Yeah, <laughs> good music to play at a party because it is. Yeah, like so I'd go to a bar and they play shots, and that song sucks. But it's like yeah. let's get to the bar. It has its place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a tough time with the next two. <laughs> oh, did you? Uh, ah, yeah. I had a... Well, believe it or not, book, I can pitch you a sequel right here. I've talked about Ready Player One. I've talked about Ready Player One. What if I told oh. you there was going to be a Ready Player Two? <laughs> oh, love it. Can't wait to hear about uh, it. Ready Player One follows... Pars per Percival per Parzival. That's this weird gamer tag. It's supposed to be after Percival the Knight, but he spells it like right. Parzival. 
but it follows him on an Easter egg on trying to win control of the Oasis, a virtual world, essentially, where everyone lives now. Well, spoiler alert for the book, he and his friends end up winning and they start controlling the Oasis. But, so the Oasis, everything is done in the Oasis. Economies traded, people buy their goods there, like, people compete there, money is traded all the time. What if, in Ready Player Two, a virus infects this oasis, and almost like some sort of pandemic, and starts rapidly spreading, and starts tanking the global economy? Ready Player One looked at social media, and kind of distancing ourselves in self-isolation with the internet, and what if we see its downfall? Hmm? The economy the are already tanked in the real world in Ready Player One. Well, if it happens a second time, they don't learn from their mistakes. They just ran away to a digital world where they repeat the same mistakes. I think you should pitch that. <laughs> that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Pitch Ooh, it yeah. to the guy. Be like, I yeah, really came up with this thing. Ernest Klein? Yeah, he's looking Although the, the title is confusing, though. <laughs> like, I think it... it yeah. Well, I think I get it, but it implies that, essentially, it is a two-player game. Yes. Yeah, I just... I, 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 like, just I, I get the why idea. <laughs> title came after. <laughs> I was just like, oh, right. I'm going to be Ready Player 2. But I actually think that's a pretty good plot. Like, uh... But, you know, yeah, what if, like, I don't know, history just started repeating itself in the digital world. We're waging the same wars and, you know, having the same economical struggles, recession, depression. Yeah. Yeah. If you fucking mail that, email that guy and be like, yeah, it's Ready Player too. Yeah. Man, we're going to have to, like, I got to look into copywriting this episode or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No one, none of you guys Trademark steal our it. ideas. Yeah. Trademark that shit. I bet it's been done, but it's like some weird novel that nobody's heard of. Or it's like a famous novel, but it's, you know, just under a weird name that we don't know about. Yeah. Yeah, it seems, I don't know. It was right out there for me. Hmm. Uh, man. Mine took me so long to come up with it. Like, what book? <laughs> I was just like, what books do I like? And I've talked about Catch-22 to death. Catch-22 has a sequel, and I've read part <laughs> of it, and it, it's terrible. Catch-23? Um, it's called Closing Time. Uh. One more, one last call for alcohol. Uh. Uh, yeah, it's really bad. Um, I couldn't even finish it. It was so bad. <laughs> uh, I was like, what about Anthem? I was like... And I kind of like had a similar idea where it's like, yeah, they create their own society, but they haven't learned anything, so it falls apart again. Yeah. Uh, I have like once again, instead of a sequel, you know, book or individual, it's a sequel series. Uh, I named it once again, <laughs> Albus Potter and the Forgotten Council. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Stretching out the epilogue. Yeah. Because nice. Cursed Child was bullshit. Everyone knows it. Um, uh, at the end of Harry Potter, he, you find out he has two sons, one of them James, named after his father. Youngest son named Albus Severus, which is named after the two bravest men he knew, I believe. Is yes. what he named him that? 
Uh, and it follows his son's beginnings at Hogwarts and his encounter with the, I think it was called the Mugwump Council, which I believe, um, do you remember Dumbledore in that series is like a Mugwump? Like he's a great Mugwump, like that's his thing. No. Like Merlin was in there or something. That was some weird, he was like a weird like race or something or like part of like this weird group i think oh, am i no, making I that up <laughs> was it in Pottermore? i don't know i nah, can't I remember. remember i vaguely remember like he belonged to some weird like oh, shit. i but, know he's in the wisdom gamut only because i'm reading book five right now oh, God. but that's so just fun. like jerk jury stuff or something or like being on the board of something mugwump so the supreme mugwump <laughs> is the title of the head of the international confederation of wizards okay I have the mugwumps were republican political activists who switched parties from the republican party by supporting democratic candidate Grover Cleveland in the presidential election oh, of 1884 <laughs> do you think that that's weird I think there's some connection there? Must be. Uh, yeah. Merriam-Webster <laughs> defines a mugwump as a bird who sits with its mug on one side. <laughs> okay. Like it's coffee? It's coffee mug? <laughs> uh, with its mug? I don't know. A bird? Look up. What's that bird look like? I want to look at that. I know. Now it's telling me something different. Anyway. But yeah, it's him uh, coming in contact with the... My idea was basically there's like a weird council that's kind of like a, a forgotten thing that was like made up of like legendary wizards like Merlin and all this, all these kind of cool people. And he has some... Like he goes through... You know what they have to go through? Like three and a quarter at the train station. Like he goes in at the wrong angle or something. Or he goes into the wrong one. <laughs> And he ends up at this weird place. And he meets oh, Like the Illuminati? Yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Got sure there's tank a cult. bunch of crazy secret wizard things out there. Yeah. You've been uh, sorted, right? I can't remember where you were. Um, I think I was a Gryffindor. Maybe. I don't know. Do you <laughs> We've talked about this. Do you remember your... Um... Patronus? Uh, no. I don't. Okay. I don't. It might be a dolphin, maybe? Huh. My issue with that site is, like, it, it'll be like, hey, this is your sign, and it won't, like, tell you anything, like, what it means. It won't tell you anything about your, like, personality or anything. It's just like, hey, you're this. Anyway, good luck. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Mine was a pine mark. What the hell's that? Yeah, bird? exactly. It's kind of what I mean. <laughs> it's like it's like a ferret. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was so Damn. upset with them. Yeah, they have digestive issues, though. Be careful what you feed it. I don't know. It's probably it's made of magic, so I don't think it needs to eat. Yeah, and it's not exactly a ferret. It's At least it's not a mugwump. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either a Republican activist or a bird who sits. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I miss Harry Potter. I heard there's going to be an RPG coming out. That was on, like, what, Culture Gaming, some episode there. Yeah, like, there was leaked images from a couple of years ago for, like, some huge Harry Potter game that was supposed to be coming out. I don't know if it was going to be, like, an MMORPG uh, or what. I knew there were... Oh, yeah, they did. They made, like, a Pokemon Go version, but I think it, yeah, was, I remember it was bad. not successful at all. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I would want a game basically where you go to Hogwarts, you're sorted, and you have to go to class, like, you know that game Bully? Basically it was like Bully, but like Hogwarts. Oh, yeah, you go to your classes, maybe you learn spells, you know, it's more open where you kind of, you can go to the village. I think it'd be cool. Uh, Persona 5 is, can you do it like that? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you do it like that. I remember there was a Harry Potter Connect game. Remember Connect for Xbox 360? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and you could. <laughs> I played it for like a day, and you had to like keep casting and like moving your hand, like whipping it forward, and I was my elbow hurt so bad the next day. <laughs> but I don't know if that yeah. says something about me or the Connect. So. I mean, the connector's dead now, so... Yeah, your arm is still there. Spectacularly, yes. That is true. Uh, yeah, that's what I have. Do you have a video game? Uh, yeah, I don't know where I would go with, like... Like we said earlier, it's so hard because so many video games have sequels, and even if oh. they're, like, shitty games, there's still some with shitty sequels. Yeah. Uh, but... I was kind of looking through my collection. I don't think... A lot of people played this game for GameCube. It was a Legend of Zelda game, Four Swords Adventure, where it was a four-player Zelda game, kind of in the style of the top-down old ones, cartoony top-down style. But you could... The reason I don't think a lot of people played it is because it was four players on a GameCube. Not a lot of people had a GameCube, and if you had one... I don't think you had three other friends. <laughs> I don't know if I had enough friends to play with. Um, but you had to play by hooking, getting a special cord and hooking Game Boy Advances up as controllers. Ugh. Because when, awful. yeah, you would be like, say you're all outside in the field, and if one person wanted to go into a cave, like, it would show up on the screen on the Game Boy instead of, like, taking over the whole TV screen. So, so one person would play on the screen, and the three others would play on their advances. No, well, if everyone is was in the same like overworld or like outside area, it would uh -huh. show up on the, on screen. the screen. But if someone but... wanted to go into a different room or something, it would go down to the Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's strange. But when you were playing like all on one screen, did you have to use your Game Boy as the controller? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that sucks. That's <laughs> yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. But I mean it was still it was like uh any other top down Game Boy games, so I mean you only needed those buttons anyway and surely the D pad. Um but yeah, because there was, I think when Link's Awakening was re-released on the Game Boy Advance, they had kind of an add-on Four Swords thing where you could connect Game Boys together and play together. 
but Four Swords Adventure. It was like a whole campaign. It was an entire game. That I played through it by myself. A multiplayer Zelda game does sound great. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I hope that the, when they come up with their, you know, Breath of the Wild 2, quote unquote, it is two player. That'd be great. Yeah. And yeah, they, they've they tried to do multiplayer and they just have never executed it right with like having the, needing the specific hardware for the GameCube one. And then they had, um, uh, like Triforce Heroes, I think it was called for the 3DS. Yeah. And I had that, and I played it like once or twice, and I just I did not like it. It was because it was kind of mission based. It wasn't really a storyline. You just kind of went, okay, let's all go to this world here and do this specific mission. And Pearl here, uh, hero or Pearl Warriors is like a completely different animal. To... Yeah, yeah, but it's fun, and you can like hack it up with multiplayer on that one. But right. I think, yeah, the, there's no like puzzle element or like classic Zelda right. gameplay it's to it. A... Dynasty of Warriors, yeah, gameplay. But yeah, I like which I love. But, you know. yeah. I think yeah, they should make a Four Swords adventure with like I don't know. I think with the Switch, you, they have the technology to do it now. You can do wireless play together with the Switch, or you can do it online. Um, and then I also was looking through my other game cube games. There was Star Fox Assault, which was a fun game. Um, hmm. it kind Which of, one is that? you can, so like classic Star Fox, you're flying in the R-Wing, sometimes you're in the Landmaster in oh. some levels. This was like a sh- third person shooter where you would run around on a planet. You could actually just run around on foot and have like a gun and you could be like Fox, Slippy, uh, Falco or the, the girl, whoever. Uh, you couldn't be Peppy though. No, nah, he was too old at this point. <laughs> he was in retirement. Was it Cat, the girl? Uh, like Crystal. She was uh, the the girl in oh, the dinosaur girl. game. Yeah, yeah, the blue fox. Yeah, no, she. This was her second appearance. You could be her. Um, but yeah, you could run around on foot with a gun, and then if you could like find an R wing, you could jump into that and fly around, or you could jump into a landmaster if you could find it. So it was a cool. fun game, but they only did one of them. And, I think they should do a sequel where they add more vehicles. Yeah. Like some sort Landmaster, of cover. submarine. Yeah, the submarine. I was thinking, I was like, what other could they add? You could do some, they add a submarine in one level. Um, you could do some sort of like hover bike or something. That'd be cool. In um, Star Fox 64 and some of the multiplayer maps, you could play someone on foot. Really? Yeah, I believe so. I vaguely remember that. Huh. You could play as like, I think... Arwing, the Landmaster, or like right. a guy with a jetpack, I believe. I don't think people have a jetpack. Oh, cool. Yeah. I I don't think I unlock I don't even think I ever unlocked Landmaster for multiplayer mode in Star Fox. I think 64. it was on specific specific levels. Yeah, it might be it. Yeah. But Yeah, there hasn't been a good I don't think there's really been a good Star Fox game since Star Fox Assault. Yeah. 64 was great. Yeah, 64 was real good. And then they had Adventure, which was more like an adventure game rather than a space shooter. That was the one with dinosaurs, and you were just walking around on a dinosaur planet with a weird staff. Did you buy the um, SNES Classic? Oh, yeah, and there's Star Fox. Because that has Star Fox 2, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I played it a little. Those ones are hard, though. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know that they have a handful of classic games on the Switch now, and I've been right. playing Link to the Past every once in a while, and I'm like, because I've never beaten that game. Me neither. That's and I'm just like, shame. I finally got to the Dark World, and I'm just like, I forgot, forgot how, like, punishingly punching the hard it is. And, like, the puzzles are difficult, so I'm like, the Breath of the Wild puzzles are fucking easy. Yeah, and they're few and far between. You're not solving like a bunch in a row. They're just like yeah, like if you showed that, like showed the water temple to someone after like you know a Breath of the Wild shrine, it's like it's a joke. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Maybe they'll move into more multiplayer base. I mean, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I think they are moving because Luigi's Mansion Three was you could play co-op in that, so maybe, yeah. maybe they will, yeah, start offering more stuff, multiplayer in their like first-party games. Yeah, I mean, the, I think there was some reference to finally playing in Zelda, which it seems like a shame. I've like, never been able to play it there, except yeah. in like Cadence and like Warriors. Yeah, Smash Bros. Yeah. But yeah, never in like a main title. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you uh, find one? Kind of. I came up with mine. Like I was like, oh yeah, I still haven't come up with one. <laughs> I I went to an older title also. Uh, I said, uh, a game I used I loved, uh, Super Mario RPG Two, Legend oh, yeah. of the Seven Moons. I called it because I was like, oh, it's something. Uh, yeah. yeah. I said, Mario begins a new adventure when a another smithy-like creature appears, but it captures the moon, and it disrupts the earth, you know, their planet's weather, and it starts sending, like, little mobs towards them to attack them. And he has to go join with old friends and new, and form some uneasy alliances, and go into a much larger odyssey where he spans several moons. Cool. Fighting this creature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> RPGs have come a long way since Super Mario RPG. And Super Mario RPG even had some like innovative things to it. I think they could definitely... They should definitely do another one. I'm surprised they never have. Yeah. I mean, they did. The, I never played them, but Paper Mario was that an RPG? Oh yeah, yeah, it was kind of like a turn-based RPG. Those were good. Yeah. I never played them, but I, I loved Super Mario RPG. You know, it had a lot of original like characters and stuff. Malo, Gino. Yeah, yeah, the puppet, weird puppet dude. I always thought his name was Geno. We always called him Geno. Yeah. I, I never got to play it. I just remember reading the guidebook a lot. Yeah, I I liked it. Um, I think I beat it. <laughs> Pretty sure. But yeah, good times with that game. I don't know. I'm surprised I liked that game so much because I was so bad at turn-based RPGs back then. Yeah, <laughs> there's hard. I remember being a kid and like playing Pokemon and having all these items like. Oh, this gives you sp speed up and like defense up, and so I was like, I don't need any of this. I just like yeah. throw it all away. Now I play like strategy games, and I'm writing flowcharts, and like I have to right. take notes to figure out 
who to give what. Uh, are you excited for that uh, rescue team Pokemon? I haven't even good. seen anything about it. I've like well, I've I, seen some about it, but I haven't looked into it a lot. Uh, I heard something. Apparently, people that love that series say it's better than the Pokemon series because really? you you play as a Pokemon. There are no trainers. Right. Yeah. Uh, it gives you a personality test immediately that decides what Pokemon you play as, and if you're like, oh, I don't cool. want to. Yeah, and if you go like, I don't want to do that, you can just chase it over my own. Ah, that's Out cool. Of a group of like twenty or whatnot. Like I yeah, watched I a playthrough as Pokemon, so I like that. I like freeing them and not having them be slaves in dog yeah. fighting rings. And they speak. They speak to each other. It isn't just like them, kind of like oh, nice. you know, human Pika 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 Pika. It's like it's like hey, how'd it go? Sweet. Yeah, it looks good. I'm just kind of like, I might like to play that. I haven't played Sword and Shield or anything. Yeah, I think there's a demo online because I was looking for games today, and I think there's you can play yeah. Mystery Dungeon demo. I saw it. I was just like, man, that and uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Animal Crossing coming this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I gotta wait five days. That'll date this episode, but. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, yeah, that's what I had. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, get moving classy. To class? Sure. Yeah. Is that we're calling uh, Yeah. Would the sequel to this movie be 13 Angry Men? Or It'd be 12 Monkeys. <laughs> 12. Movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, or maybe 12 angry people that aren't just all white men except the one Latino in the room. <laughs> right. Who was just like a white man in dark makeup. Yeah. Who had a fake accent. Yeah. I yeah. called this movie it's called 12 Angry Men but I called it 12 Angry White Men except the Latino because right. that's the first thing I noticed in this movie is there's not a lot of diversity which kind of is part of the plot. Speaks kinda. the times. Yeah. yeah, and speaks to the release of 1957. But uh, I watched this on Turner Classic Movies, so I got some history before it started. Oh. Um, this movie was actually produced by Henry Fonda. Did you know that? He's I don't think I know that now. Yeah, he's like the main actor, and he he this was going to be a teleplay, which I wasn't sure if it was a series or just one, but it was going to be a teleplay, which I think it yeah. would work as a play, because it's like... A yeah. very closed set. Um, sure. It's a bottle but, episode. Damn it, I had that written in my notes. <laughs> I was listening but, to that episode last, just the other minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he... Uh, uh, yeah, Henry Fonda, like, he thought it would be a better movie, and he couldn't get... He couldn't really pitch it to anyone, like, as good as we are at pitching our sequels. Um, but he... So he ended up producing it himself and hiring, I forgot who directed it, but hiring the director and everything. And then yeah. acting, being the main actor in it. Along but, with Ed Bay play Junior's dad. <laughs> Damn it, that was in my notes too. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Ed Begley, what? Is that Ed Begley Junior's dad? And I had to look it up. I was like, wow, it is. He, and Does he play the super racist guy? I think so. It doesn't. Yeah, it, it never is. names any of them until like a couple of no. them, but until the very end. 
Yeah, I think just two of their guys exchanged names in the last shot, and that's so all you Him and get. the old guy did it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah this movie, uh, like you said, it's a bottle episode. All takes Pretty much all takes place in the juror's room. I think they're in the court in one shot, and then yeah. there's the ending shot on the steps. But, yeah, they're... I mean, this whole movie is, I think it's in real time, too, which, you know, they're all complaining that they're deliberating for an hour and 40 minutes. I was in a jury deliberation for 20 effing hours when I went to jury duty. I've never done it before. And you know what? I was like the nerd in the beginning of the movie who's like, this is fun, isn't it? This is an experience. I had a friggin' blast doing jury duty. But I also got paid for my work. My work sure. treated me well. Um, but yeah, I I had fun. I got free food. I got to just sit all day. They march you into the courtroom and they're like, everyone stands up when you the jurors march in because you're doing a service for your country. I was like, F yeah. Everyone's like at attention to you while you march in the courtroom. Uh, it was like free entertainment because my case was boring but entertaining at the same time. Was it like cool, like a murder? No, not at all. It was a girl who got suspended from or expelled from college and she was trying to sue the college, but she was a total bitch and um definitely can you talk about to be it expelled. Now? Oh yeah, I can now. Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, we were a hung jury. We actually it was a mistrial because we were a hung jury and we couldn't come to a consensus. Yeah. That's why we deliberated for twenty friggin' hours. Like, not the case was 20 hours, just the deliberation at the end was 20 hours. Gosh. On top of being in a jury, like, watching the case for a week. But, so, uh, yeah, I do have some insight into it, which I'll probably go along with, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it follows, it's 12 men in a jury, and they're all, argue, well, you know, they all come in, they're all, 11 of them say, hey... It's he's guilty. It's obvious. Like, didn't you hear all the evidence? And then Henry Fonda's characters, who I think is number juror number eight, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, they're all just numbered. So I just kind of know them from their positions at the table. But he's like, well, you know, I know the evidence was compelling and like kind of straightforward, but we should all talk about this. This is a man's life at stake. It's like, what are you talking about? So slowly over the course of the movie, it's, jurors keep kind of switching sides and going to the other side. And it's kind of a good examination of reasonable doubt and how the... It's like group kind of like just, Yeah, mob mentality and just how... Prejudice, like when you're a juror, you're supposed to leave your prejudices and opinions at the door when you're in the courtroom. But that's not—you can't just strip that away from a person. Just just go away, and people's experiences shape their opinions. So, when you're judged by a jury of your peers, which in this case is all white men, um, <laughs> no women at all. It's it, it. I don't know. It's not always reliable. And right. that was definitely I, our experience when I was in a jury. We had one guy who just did not want to acquiesce. And well, we had two people. But, I mean, reasonable doubt is such a, it's such a weird concept. Um, you have to, like, believe your side 100% unless there's, like, this tiny inkling. And 
You know, and Henry Fonda's kind of crafting these stories with his reasonable doubt, and they're all kind of... You jump to conclusions, you make assumptions, you're making your own narrative, and, like, there's details that aren't always brought into the case. It's just such a... I don't know, the court system is kind of weird like that, where, you know, these people who they're supposed to know nothing about the case, go into the case, and then they're supposed to decide on just what's the right answer just by the circumstantial evidence that they're provided with. Well, the hard evidence, and then the circum- they craft the circumstances around it. But, yeah. Um, definitely, uh, I like the way it was filmed, being, like you said, a bottle episode, taking place in this, like, one room kind of, but there's 12 people. They always make great use of the space. There's one particular shot I really like where they're discussing, like, the angle of the stab wound or whatever, and Henry Fonda and, I think, juror number three, who's got the guy who kind of, yeah, he stays on the guilty side pretty much until the end, and there's one scene where he's like, here, I'll show you, and they're, like, right up against each other, about to stab each other, and you can see, like, almost every every other like 10 people in the background of this shot it's just a really nice crafted like way of doing it and sometimes when they're doing the voting it's like oh by show of hands it's just like kind of the close-up shots of the hands sometimes when they're each person each juror is kind of casting their decision it's just like a straight-on shot and you kind of feel like it's a vulnerability type thing when they're just like looking straight at the camera saying guilty, not guilty or giving their explanation. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of great exploration of the human mind, like how memory is a copy of a copy. Uh, 15 seconds of fame. What else do I have? Um, oh, the knife thing. You remember the part where the stabbing from the top and from the, down below. No, bef- way that before just... that, like it was kind oh, of the, the first twist. Two knives. Yes, where they're like, "This is such a unique knife," and then Harry Fonda pulls out the same knife and stabs on the table. And you're like, "Whoa, knife twist!" Yeah, <laughs> um, and really twist but the knife. Henry Fonda, you're not supposed to research the case outside of the courtroom. That's kind of a big no-no. They, um, yeah, they say it. They're like, "That's illegal. You're not supposed to do that." Yeah. Yes, but, so. I mean, he makes a good point. But, yeah. yeah. I um, mean, technically, they could have the case thrown out there, couldn't they? Yeah, it would be a mistrial at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they could have just all gone home, and that, that dude in the pinstripe suit could have gone to his ball game or whatever. Yeah. I like... Uh, they mention how hot it is, and like throughout the movie, everyone's just getting sweatier and sweatier. Yeah, <laughs> it leads a, up to the thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good like tension building. Something's coming, like and then yeah. the storm breaks out. I think I had a good commentary on public defenders too. How they talk about like, yeah, this guy—he's a public defender. He's he knows he's gonna lose, so he's probably not giving it his all for this dude because it doesn't matter. It kind of make, makes you think, uh, especially watching Better Call Saul. I think about that. Is that is he a public defender? In that show? He starts out as a public defender, and he has to like defend all these cases where there's like evidence like video evidence and he's still gotta like defend these cases to get like this piddly check from the government 
Yeah. So yeah, like public defenders, they and all they want to do their job, but they also know that you know they're not going to get anywhere, so they don't always give it their all. And it's what? not necessarily fair. Why is that the, the case? Defense. Like, it, it seems weird because it's just like they are also people that pass the bar exam. They're lawyers. Why is it just like it's it's just an assumed like they're going to lose definitely? Just an yeah, well, I think it's just like I don't know when there's murder cases with so much like evidence like that. That's when. But I don't know. Uh, George Zimmerman got away, so who the hell knows? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, take on that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and the last note I had was Ed Begley's Junior's dad is in this. Yeah, he was in, uh, what was it, Pineapple Express, uh, Junior was in Pineapple Express, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. He's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's, do you, I, I remember when I, I watched this for a class a long time ago, and it was like a communications class about like, and about like, you know, just general communication. And this, we were talking about groupthink and like kind of like the effect, like, you know, social commentary and whatnot. And like, we had a choice of a handful of projects and watching this movie and writing about groupthink was one of them. I was like, oh, I'll watch the movie, of course. And I was like, man, yeah. it's a really good movie, but I had nothing to say about it at the time. Yeah, it definitely, like, is the mom mentality thing. Because even, I don't know, I, reasonable doubt is kind of, it's a, a decision you made on, well, I don't know. I guess Henry Fonda, he did have the evidence. He did go through it. Um, and he did, I mean, if you can cast a reasonable doubt, we had to do that. Good God, it was so hard. <laughs> but... Yeah, I wonder if that girl ever went to trial again that we want, that I was a juror for. So uh, she was suing them and it got thrown out? Or she was being suspended and she was trying to counter-sue them? Okay. This, Is that the deal? Yeah, so she was, she had been expelled from okay. this nursing school. Okay. But this nursing school was also super shady. They said they were accredited. Well, yes, they were accredited, but not like by the right institutions so like credits didn't transfer from their school to any other school or anything like that and okay. um, they were just really shady um but and they they didn't have like great facilities or anything uh the woman who was like the head of the entire school from california came and she she ended up they're like okay so are there board members and she's like yes okay who are the board members I am the board member. So it's just like run by one woman. It's this for-profit college. It was terrible. But this, the plaintiff, the girl who had been expelled, who was suing them, she, I mean, she, she had signed all these documents saying, like, pretty much all the things she did would get her expelled. And that, you know, it wasn't an accredited university and it was hidden very well, but it was there. So... Like, it was kind of a weird case where morals got in the way. We had one guy who's like, no, it's a crappy, like, dirty-handed contract, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, that's why they made it, because, it, like, she's bound to it. So it, a lot of people's personal, like, influence just got in the way at the end, and we ended up being a hung jury. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that I can see where that would get the way where if you feel a certain way, like, I bet that guy probably got screwed over by some, like, car company or something like that, where he's just like, yeah. I've had to deal with this shit before, and he's been on that, you know, in that situation where he was that era, so to speak, and this is, because it is a reflection of that, where I imagine that your personal feelings came up about it, too. Like, it, it's, I'm not saying, like, you're... I, you know, biased or anything, but it it's hard to not be, because that's just how people are. Yeah, yeah, no, there was definitely yeah tempers flare. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta look at the facts. That's what they said. You look at the facts, and you look at the evidence that presented to you. Do you think you did that fairly? I definitely did. Yeah. Okay. I, was I like, feel like that, she signed that document. Like. She, She's screwed, and she was super racist, and she did not present herself well in court, so I could see why they expelled her. Oh, did she say a bunch of racial shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, she, yeah, one of the reasons she was expelled was her attendance, and she was racist to other students, and they had witnesses and everything, so it was pretty, like, clear-cut. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't show up to a college, that should be, like, clear-cut, like, you have to show up. <laughs> yeah. Of course there is, yeah. yeah. Especially if you signed, like, a contract that said you will show up, you only yeah. miss a certain amount of days or whatever. And if you want to be, like, a medical professional, you know, like, you <laughs> yeah. have to, like, learn how to do stuff. That's, that's how I would look at it. Yeah. And maybe have some bedside manner and know how to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. Part of it. Become a seat, like, uh, one of those people, like... I had a roommate that took like a, a six week course and he became like, what is it, a CNA? Where it's just like, yeah, it's not a I nurse, think that's what she was trying yeah. to do. Yeah. Like, you can do that and you don't have to go to college for it. And she was just, she yeah. just done that. Yeah, you can go to training school. I think that's, yeah. I don't know. It was somewhat, I think it was a training school disguised as a college, essentially. Uh, she thought it was more than it was. But they were super shady. I didn't want to like say they weren't in the wrong, but. In this case, they weren't. But yeah, I loved Jury Duty. I recommend it to anyone. I don't know why people hate it. Probably because it takes them out of work and away from their family. But, yeah. I've I mean, never done it, it was before. A, yeah, it was only like a six-hour day, maybe. Maybe a five-hour day. Free lunch. You know, I got a lot of reading done. And did you have to like stay at like a nearby hotel or something? No, nothing like that. No, they just say... You can't talk to the, about the case with anyone, and you can't research the case. That was, I didn't have to like even when because our deliberation was like three days long. We the case finished on like a Thursday, and we deliberated for a few hours. Couldn't get anywhere. Then Friday we came in and deliberated all day, like for twelve hours. Oh. Didn't get anywhere, and then we had to come back on Monday. I, for like a work day, essentially till like four or whatever, and they're like, "All right, if you." All right, you're a hung jury at this point. Mistrial. I, mean, I don't know if she went back to court or what. Hmm. They said she could be tried again. Uh, yeah. So does that mean she's still expended or is suspended or expelled? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. probably. All right. So she just couldn't get her money, which is should yeah, she wanted her okay. money back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Then. Yeah, the the, the sucks, defense but... lawyer, he was like a California sleazy like defense lawyer. It's like, oh god, I, I don't want this guy to win at all, but he's going to. That's how it works sometimes. 
Yeah. But you liked the movie? Yeah, I did. I've been waiting to watch it since I heard about it on Jury Duty cool. Time, so yeah, I did impress. I did see that there was like a newer like ninety seven like made for TV movie version that had I think like um, Ed Bagley <sighs> Jr. Uh, that would be funny, but I <laughs> uh, the fucking the dad from uh, Tommy Boy. Oh, I his name. Yeah, I can't either, but I I can see him. Yeah, he's right here next to me. I so, should know his name if he's in my house. Oh, yeah. Is this is this deliberation over? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I I I liked it when I first saw it. Brian Dennehy. There you go. Okay. I think he's uh, the newer one, which I can see oh. him as like that juror three, that character. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't recognize anyone except for Henry Fonda. Right. Jane's well, dad. I, who's dad? Jane. Oh, is it Jane Fonda's dad? I so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Man, the, this, these 12 angry men spawned some Hollywood elites. Yeah. Jack Klugman was in there. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, with that deliberation done, I guess the show is over. And you guys can continue the show by contacting us at Whole GD Show at Twitter, Facebook.com slash Whole GD Show, Whole GD Show at Gmail.com. You can go to our Podbean, which is Whole GD Show.Podbean.com. Uh, Caleb O'Ryan does a music. Find him on Spotify and other streaming services. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Spread the word. Where can people find you, Jeff? Uh, I am at Twitter and Instagram mainly doing art and joke stuff. I have uploaded some Death Stranding gameplay to YouTube if you're interested. Nice. Recently nice. finished. Yo, you finished it? I did. Take you 60 hours? No, probably not. Not? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we'll catch you, GD listeners, in the next GD episode. Goodbye. Later.